Hey, we are talking talent, focus, time, and money. All resources that God has given to you, and the enemy wants to steal them. Yes, and we can be very scarce in our thinking around these things, but also we can optimize these things with the help of God and His grace, of course, and some tips and tricks that we're going to give to you today in our podcast. Yeah, we want you showing up as that good and faithful stir, Stuart, Stuart, <laughs> good and faithful Stuart, or versus the wicked, lazy Stuart, Stuart. They're servants anyways, but anyways, oh. come in the podcast. It'll be fun. It'll You'll be learn so something. Fun. Be a better manager of your time, money, talent, focus. All right. Go quick. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt. And I am Aaron. We are the Ingolds, the founders of Metanoia Catholic, where we aim to make mindset coaching authentically Catholic and practical. We just love to take all of these tools and techniques and share them with you on this podcast. We also train and coach other Catholic coaches. Come on into the podcast. guys welcome back welcome back what are we talking about today i'm excited i I love getting into spiritual warfare stuff you do i do no we're so much alike uh, (laughs) we should get married totally get married no i i remember i remember being overseas when i was in afghanistan and realizing the importance of the spiritual battle and engaging even amidst like a literal earthly battle the importance of the spiritual battle that's there. And ever mm. since that, that was really just kind of an awakening to the importance of, of just engaging in that spiritual battle. Well, we're going to be helping you engage with that spiritual battle today because the enemy does not sleep. He is coming to kill, steal, and destroy. And today we're going to be talking about how he's coming to kill, t- steal, and destroy your resources. So we're continuing on with our series, Becoming yes. an Embodied Catholic Leader, and we're focused on that principle of optimizing resources as a leader. Yeah, yeah. And he he has a couple tricks with with these resources. Traps. Tricks, tricks, and, tr- tricks and traps. Tricks, trick or treats and traps. <laughs> He's got all of the, no treats. No treats. The, Just tricks and traps. The Lord has treats. But okay. Yes. So, like as if we're dogs or something. Like, treat treats. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, here's what is happening. All right. We are talking there? about resources mm-hmm. and we're talking about four resources that we see come up a lot um a principle around resources resources are things that um can be optimized they can be doubled a lot like that good steward right mm-hmm. going out and and trading those talents and mm-hmm. doubling them yep. they also can have a lot of scarcity thinking around them mm-hmm. right and these resources that the Lord has given to us mm-hmm. that are not ours mm-hmm. necessarily. We are stewards of them, right? So mm-hmm. we are not the owners of them, but we are stewards of them. Mm-hmm. These resources are things like focus, time, money, and talents. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's more resources than that, but these were the four that we wanted to focus on here because we've seen this spiritual warfare really show up in these areas and and what we want to do is identify some traps around each one of these resources we want to identify some truths around some of these Mm -hmm. resources and we want to give you some questions to ask yourself because when we ask get out of the traps and into the truths that's what those questions do well that and it helps us optimize them actually Mm -hmm. because guys when we ask higher quality questions we get higher quality answers Mm -hmm. And questions are thought finders, and they are better. Better questions are better thought finders. So, love it. Okay. Yes. Makes a whole lot of sense. Okay. So, uh, we're going to be going through the traps, the truths, mm-hmm. the questions. Um, we want to help you show up as that good and faithful servant who focused on the truths. And here's the thing. If you're not spending the time focusing on the truths, mm-hmm. you will slide into the traps. All right? Because we are in a world at war. We are in a spiritual battle. The enemy is not sleeping. He's constantly in the assault. And if we let our guard down, this isn't evoke fear, but it's just the reality. It's to awaken us to the reality of what we're of the of the context that we're we're mm-hmm. operating in here. If we if we just neglect that, it's, we're just going to slide. We're going to backslide here. Okay, so walk away with these truths. Ask these better questions. You're beyond your way to better managing your time, your talents, 
your what else we got money, money and, and focus. your focus yes cool let's start with focus love it okay what do we got baby focus first i want to give a little brief like description of what focus is focus is another word for attention right um i know you don't you have to be well you would have to be living under a rock to know that this is a very limited resource these days. Mm-hmm. That's something um, that we overlook often. We give it away freely. Yeah. Um, we don't even know it's a resource. So I would like to call this a cognitive resource mm-hmm. in that it is a resource within our brain, mm-hmm. right? And what we are focusing on. We get to choose where we direct it at That's all right. times. That's right. That's right. So we're getting into some truths here. But mm. I think this focus, I think, is kind of an overlooked resource. And it's so helpful to know, especially when you're leading a team, what are we focused on? What are we giving attention to? Such peace. Yes. The fruits of having poor focus, we can say, on our team has been a lot of anxiety. A lot of confusion. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So some traps around it. focus. It's a trap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, traps are lies, we believe, but not always lies. Sometimes they're truths, but that they just... but they they draw you in and they take you down a rabbit hole and it distracts you from God's goodness, really. Yeah, it, it puts you in that scarcity mindset. Yeah, it makes you go hide your talents. Yeah, that distraction from God's goodness was the fault of the wicked, lazy servant, right? Yeah. Did not see the master as, as good, but rather somebody to whom he harbored resentment. Yeah, yeah, okay. So trap number one, and this is a thought, by the way. All of these traps are thoughts. Spiritual battle takes place in the mind primarily, folks. Remember having that conversation with Jesse Romero years ago. Yeah, I it's t- years ago that we had that conversation can we, with Jesse. Can Jessie. we talk, pause right here, too? Sure. Because when we talk about spiritual warfare, so often all we see are things outside of us. You know, mm-hmm. the world, the political Somebody environment, sick. the war, Right, our children, um, our dog has diarrhea, <laughs> you know, like um, the finances, the economy, all of the things. And we're like, spiritual warfare, it's all out there. Mm-hmm. But so often we forget the area that we are most responsible for and the area that we leave wide open yeah, to the it's enemy. Also the area over which we have the most control by God's design. Our yeah. minds, the way that we think. It's our yeah. it's our minds. It's our thoughts. And it is the enemy's favorite way to attack us. You know, like it's uh, lies. And he's a really good liar too, by the way. 99.9% of it will be true, but it's like that little bit that's off. By the fruits, you will know them. Yeah. yeah. So Aaron, I like how you said they're not all lies. Some of these things, some of these traps, we could argue that they are true. What are the fruits? Yes. That's what we have to be attentive to. What are the fruits? Is this something that's bringing us towards uh, the, the mindset of the good and faithful su- servant that says, okay, this, this guy is good. I'm happy to be a servant mm-hmm. to this master. And I know that everything belongs to the master. Are we going to get sucked into the scarcity mindset of the wicked, lazy servant that says, mm-hmm. okay, I can't trust this master. He's not really good. I need to find a way to bootstrap and figure this out for myself, take care of myself. That's always going to lead to the scarcity. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I like the fruits and also the tone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So as as we are reading these off, if you have any of these thoughts, um, in any of these resources, just consider the tone as if somebody was saying it to you. In what tone would that be? Is it condemning, accusational? Is it loving? Is it convicting? So. Answer mm-hmm. some of those What's questions. What's stir so. up in you? Yeah. Even right. here, I love how, Aaron, you've got these listed, these these kind of traps, but then you have the emotions that they evoke as uh, yeah. well, yeah. which is another way of being able to identify this. Or okay. fruits. Yeah. yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. All right. What else we got? Okay. So let's dive right in here. Okay. Focus. Here are some of the traps for focus. It's impossible for me to learn the skill of focus, or it's impossible for me to optimize focus. Has I know. Ever said this to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm guilty of that one. Um, I've actually been diagnosed with ADD, so now not only have people told me this, but I have this, a nice prescription this and nice label over her head. diagnosis of it. Now I'm not going to sit here and say like I reject that that diagnosis. No, it's fine and. My medicine works and it's helpful. But I want to just notice this. Where does this belief lead? It's impossible for me to optimize focus. 
it leads to a sense of powerlessness. Mm-hmm. It's not a good yeah. fruit. Um, and it, and it also kind of makes me like question, um, the, the goodness of God. I'll keep going though with mm-hmm. these. Um, another thought that the enemy kind of presents to us and we've heard a lot is I can focus on many things at once. Multitasking. The myth of multitasking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can see this one really leading to a place of pride. Yeah. And you know, the high achiever in me, I can, I can say that it's like, oh, I can do this. But there's one thing I've noticed is that when I've got, I'm at my computer and I've got Slack going off and I got mm. Monday.com going off and I've got emails that are coming in. I've got text messages coming in that like the day that I finally learned about the focus uh, button on my phone was like <laughs> a liberating day. Um, because yeah, like those stewarding, stewarding your environment to keep it distraction free is going to be certainly something that's going to help you cultivate better focus here. But yeah. Yeah. Remember focus is a cognitive resource. Yeah. So like, yeah, you might be able to watch TV and fold laundry, but like folding laundry is like auto pilot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that you're doing with your body. You're not focusing sure. on one or the other. There's not that split focus. It That is kind of a little impossible yeah. to do. So there's, and then next thing here, there are so many things that grab or take my attention. Mm-hmm. There's also, just too many things. Also feeling powerless, which here's the thing. It's not not true, right? There are a ton of things vying for your attention like yeah. out there. There's... Constant. Eight kids in your house, yes. perhaps, that are like, mommy, mommy, mommy. Constantly, mm-hmm. constantly. But I, there is a powerlessness here. And we're going to address all of these with the truths, by the way. But I just want to notice, I want you guys to notice the fruits of these of these beliefs here. Yeah, and again, think of, think of being powerless. How are you going to manage your resources or optimize your resources from a place of powerless? You're going to go right? take you're a not nap. Gonna, you're not gonna, well, you're not going to. You're not going to manage them. I mean, managing yes. is something you only do that when you're empowered to do that. And so, if you feel powerless, mm-hmm. you're just ne- going to neglect that. Altogether. Well, you just you feel like a victim to your circumstances, sure. which yep. really doesn't create non-victimhood. <laughs> the opposite. There you go. You know what I mean? Empowerment. Yes. There you go. There we go. All right. All right. And this one, I'm doomed to be distracted easily for the rest of my life. It's kind of like the first one, but it's like forever. You know, it's very despairing. It's like, not only do I feel powerless right now, but also this will never change. Here's a trap that I fall into, and it's similar in the focus. And it's, I have to keep, if there's something that's like, say, I need to get done, I have to keep focusing on it or else I'm going to forget it. Or something like that. Oh, yeah, that's a good and one. And so what happens is, is even if I've done everything that I can that's in within my locus of control, mm. I um, and I still keep focusing on this, there's nothing else that I can really do. And what I've noticed is that I start to feel very agitated at that. And what do I do? I buffer with busyness. I just start, I was, this happened last night where mm. I was, I had kind of, there's something, I was on my list. I was hoping to get it checked off that day. I hit a roadblock outside of my, uh, outside of my control. It is what it is. But I couldn't go forward until somebody else had responded, and I just felt like I need to keep focusing on this. I couldn't move on to something next, and, and I, what I ended up doing was just like, oh, let's let's change the air filter in the in the yeah. AC. Let's wash this dish for the fourth time. Let's take the trip. It was just bit busy, busy, busy. And I, but the, that anxiety, I was just trying to get out of that anxiety of not having the thing done. It's so interesting because it's usually the thing that we're trying to avoid feeling, which is distracted. Like well, that, that thought was, it was like, it was trying like to, trying to avoid feeling powerless. It's, that was the other thing too. It's like, I'm waiting on somebody else, but it created more distractions. I feel powerless. That's what I'm saying. And so I was trying to do things. It was creating more. Yeah. I was creating more distractions, but I was like trying to just find little things that I wasn't in control of. Ah. But I, but it it still was I was I still had other things that I could have shifted my focus to mm. that would have been more I guess more they were higher priorities but in that place of just like mm-hmm. sucked into the focus feeling powerless I wasn't even reprioritizing based yeah. on based on where I you're you know, just reacting I was just reacting yeah yep. yep yep which is a sign that. You are believing and assenting to a lie or some type of disruption of truth, some some type of lack of good, you know, that, that the enemy has presented to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. You are cognitively aligned with the enemy. That's rough. 
when you when you're believing some of these lies. Okay. That's rough. Yeah, you're living into or that, not some of these. You're these in that lies. condemned story, right? Yes. You, the enemy is like your co-author. He's your co-author, and here's folks. We talk about your your different stories that you can write. You can write your called story, which is where you're co-authoring with God. Your condemned story, you're co-authoring with the enemy. But here's the reality: you always co-author. We're with always co-authors. Somebody. Yeah, yeah. So you get to choose your co-author. These each one of these 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 traps here. Like Aaron said, you start to align your mind with the mind of the enemy at that point. You start to give up terrain over to the enemy, right? Ter- the very terrain that Christ came into the world to take back. Yes. Awesome. Yes. And he's given us all the tools to yes. take it back yes. and all the grace. Let's get into the, some of those tr- tools. All right. Let's talk the truths. All right. So get out of the traps. One of the, one of the lies was like, it's impossible. It's impossible to focus. Our dog is barking right now. It's all right. Way. The mics aren't picking it up. Um, it's impossible. It's not impossible. Um, St. Paul says in, in uh, sorry, Philippians 4, 8, whatever's true, whatever's good, whatever's holy, whatever is virtuous. Praiseworthy. Yeah. The whole list, he says, focus on these things. Mm-hmm. Why would St. Paul say or tell us to do something that we're not capable of doing? Like that we're not actually capable of growing in. Well, here's the thing. Sometimes it is hard. Like it is, it is hard. Absolutely. And, and, and tell you what, like you, you can have, you can have habits of thinking, cognitive habits, yes. right? That are there, which means those well-worn neural pathways that you default to. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's easy to just allow yourself to slide into those habits. And it does take some work, some, or at least when I say work, it takes some intentionality. Yeah. To yes. recognize a little bit of self awareness here to recognize that like okay like I I I have to do something consciously to stop slipping into this unconscious habit which is co-authoring my life with the enemy by the way yes yes okay. amen all right so it is possible for you to increase your focus it is possible Matt was saying doesn't mean it's easy but it's possible mm-hmm. yay we have hope despair no more <laughs> you know there is hope here. Yeah. But when it's hard, also, it's okay to present that weakness to the Lord. And his power will come down upon us and actually fill that weakness. Like, he will He will give us that power within our weakness and just saying, Lord, I have no idea how to do this. I have no idea how to focus on this thing. And we are going to give you some tools here. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another thing is, while there are a lot of distractions out there, there are ways of mitigating them, like mm-hmm. really practical ways. Like it's not all up here. Yes, this is a cognitive resource, but there are ways like exactly what you shared. Like when I focus found on the focus, phone. yes, the, you know, you're not the first one to deal with this problem, I imagine. <laughs> and so there are ways to kind of mitigate those things. You know, you can remove your notifications off of your phone if you're working on a project. Mm-hmm. You can remove from your phone if you're like i always seem to go to this place when i went when i go to check my email i go to this instead right so Mm -hmm. there are just ways of mitigating that and even even fasting a little bit is a Mm -hmm. way that you can actually start to focus more and i think it's so interesting that one of the fruits that comes from intermittent fasting that people report is is the brain fog Mm. goes away and that laser and i felt it myself that that laser focus and and um even even reducing the amount of caffeine in mm. your diet. So there's things that we do that can create noise in our bodies by our diet even or by how much sleep we're getting. So like this is super practical stuff. You know, if you're not getting good sleep, gosh, you're not going to have you're not going to have a whole lot of bandwidth in your focus. Yes. And one more thing I want to address is this I have to. I okay. have to focus on this right now or I might forget. <clears throat> imagine okay. m- imagine the amount of fear that that's coming from. Sure. But it's because of this one phrase, I have to. Like that powerlessness, that fear that I have to, that urgency. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to tone, right? So it, does the tone have urgency or is it inviting? Mm-hmm. Does it feel urgent and rushed or is it inviting? Yeah. Okay. So like even being able, one of the tools that's helped me out is is just downloading a, a little checklist app. Oh. I just add a task and it's just like, I got to get back to this. And There's so checklists in your phone though, I just, in notes. Yeah, you can uh-huh. do that too. Like I got a little app where every time I check the box, it goes poof and it has little balloons and stuff like that that go out and it's just like, yeah, this yeah. feeds my achiever. I love it. 
So, but it, it keeps, it allows me to say, okay, I'm going to take this shelf it for later. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it anymore. So here's, here's a question. This is a question that kind of helps us optimize our focus. If you are anything like me and I'm like, what do I need to focus on right now? You know, and I'm like, Bleh. like, don't have a checklist because I internally and externally will myself to not do checklists. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about that, mm. even though they are very helpful for me. Okay. Mm. Are they? That's another podcast for another day. But um, I like asking myself this one question. What is my number one priority right now? Mm-hmm. What is my number one priority right now? That question, I would call that a very high quality question because it has this ability to just laser focus this. What What is my number one priority? And if you're hearing that question, you're just like, thanks, guys. Like not really groundbreaking stuff. How many times a day do you actually ask that question? Like that's kind of what, yeah, we're not saying this is groundbreaking, but are you doing it? Are you asking that? Are you asking the question? Because if you're not asking it consciously, you're asking it subconsciously. And usually what happens then is whatever you feel like doing becomes the priority. But are you intentionally setting your priorities here? When we started using EOS, entrepreneurial operating systems, Mm -hmm. And we started to adopt uh, this practice they have called a quarterly rocks meeting, right? You think of the jar that has, you can put sand, rocks, pebbles in there. Rocks go in first. Like those are the things that are the priorities. It, it really was an empowering tool for us because everybody had their rock or two mm-hmm. that they were responsible for for the next three months. And we measured success based on our progress to completing those rocks that we had. And it was it was a great tool. I, I and I can't wait. We got a rocks meeting coming up next week. Yeah, great yeah. Tool. And keep in mind, guys, when we're talking about focus, it can be very abstract. But like we're talking also in the context of leadership and like mm-hmm. getting things done, getting things completed. And so when you are asking yourself this question, what is my number one priority? Another way to ask, what is the most important thing? to accomplish yes. at the end of this. Like, and if, what does winning look like? Yes, and if you're going to answer that question, you got to go back to the beginning of the series saying, what is the vision? What yes. have I envisioned? What's the vision that the Lord has downloaded into me that that we are co-creating and we're inviting people to move mm-hmm. towards together, right? right? So it's putting ourselves under that initial mission. Cool. The second question asked kind of goes off of this first question, right? So if you aren't managing a team or leading anybody through this, but you're just asking yourself this question, also, um, by yourself, this next question will be really helpful. How, okay, so what is my number one priority is the first one. And the second one is how can I turn all of my attention to that priority for 10 minutes or whatever a lot of time you set? It could mm-hmm. be five minutes at first. What I love about this question is that you can start to picture in your mind, okay, I can do this for at least five minutes Mm -hmm. or for at least 10 minutes. And you're practicing the habit of focus Mm -hmm. within those five or 10 minutes. I like to say you're exercising a muscle of focus that gets stronger as as you're doing it. When we started to do this and was like, for this period, I'm just going to do this for 20 minutes. And usually if it's a, it's a, Something that I'm dreading doing. Mm-hmm. That's when I'll say, hey, I'm going to focus on this just for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. There was something that was, I remember I was dreading doing it. And I said, Aaron, can you just give me 30 minutes of focus time? Yep. And you're like, yeah. And I got it done in 20. Like it, that's, mm-hmm. and I'd been dreading it, but all I needed was really just some focus time. And what it helped me to realize also, folks, is how m- much I have just let distractions yeah. get into my life. And so to even create that focus space is something that I had to do intentionally in terms of like the phone goes over here, the the door gets shut over mm-hmm. here. I might, maybe my ear, earbuds go in and I'm, I'm listening to like some lo-fi or something like that. But creating those ideal conditions for yourself based on your own unique design is going to help you cultivate good focus too. One more truth too that we did not address that I'm glad that you just brought up. Is the, is that well? It's against that lie. There are so many things taking my attention yeah. from me. So powerless feeling. But here's the thing. This is the truth. Nothing takes your attention from you. You give it, right? 
Maybe you're in the habit of giving it. Maybe you're in the habit of giving it to a lot of different things. But you need to know this. You need to know that every decision you make, what you decide to focus on, is a decision at the core. And that means you can make another decision. And maybe it looks something like this. I'm just going to choose to, I'm going to choose to focus or grow that focus muscle on this one thing for two minutes. Mm -hmm. Set a timer on your phone and then just try it. Mm -hmm. It's called meditation. (laughs) That's really what it is. And maybe you start with meditating on Jesus. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Let's talk time. Ooh, this is a big one. All right. So here are some of the traps. It's a trap. Okay. Lies the enemy wants you to believe Mm -hmm. or just traps that he's got for you. The first one here, it shouldn't take this long. Yeah. When you're working on something, all of a sudden you have this judgment. It's taking longer than it should. Mm-hmm. That's one that can like lead to this um, this frustration. Yeah, I would quickly. say definitely frustration. Um, Which the sec- takes more time. Away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's like a little bit of shame around it too. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't be, like it shouldn't be, but also like I shouldn't be taking yeah. this long, learning this thing or whatever. Um, there's too much to do and not enough time. Can anyone relate to that one? Yeah, this one leads to overwhelm. Overwhelm, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, there's not a, There's never enough time. I would say that's overwhelm, fear, and despair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, I will run out of time. Ah, that's fear, too. That mm-hmm. feels a little rushy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, urgency. Got it. And it will take too long impatience yeah. is but here's here's the interesting thing every single one of those <laughs> i'm like looking at these i'm acting as if i'm coaching this person whoever's saying all these things every single one of those are stated as facts like it will take too much you know there's that word will like it's mm-hmm. absolutely going to do this thing i will run out of time and there's never enough time i mean it's just very dramatic and very Pretending to be factual, but it's not. Yeah, it's very victimy, very powerless. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, moving too slowly. That's another one. We're like, moving too slowly. And there's all these judgments that are going in, and 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 as we kind of move into some of these truths on this one, mm-hmm. I, I love asking. I love asking the qu- clarifying questions of just like with these judgment questions. Okay, it's it's taking too long. Says who? Who says you're moving yeah. too slowly? Says who? We have, and I, I, I can own this here. So, so I'll, this universal we, it definitely applies to me. I can have some, when I'm learning something new, I can have so much judgment of myself, like dismissing the very way that human beings learn new things. <laughs> like we, it doesn't just get uploaded into us. Like we're in the matrix. We talked about this before, but like yeah. it's, it's something where it takes some time and like, and that's by God's design. And so it's like, it's, it's a rejection of even my own humanity when yeah. I start to, to um, or my own unique design as a human, to, when I start to really condemn that, oh, it's just taking too long, or I just don't have a little bit of grace. Well, it's really, I mean, it's rooted in pride. Like, because you're sure. the one, yep. whenever I ask somebody that question, who says, they're always like, me. I'm <laughs> saying it. And I'm like, oh, well, who gave you the authority to determine how long this takes, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. So truths. These are all very dramatic. These are all very dramatic thoughts. Always, never, there's never enough time, too much to do. There's just like a lot of extra words, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what the kids are saying these days. Extra drama. You cannot get any less dramatic than time. Time's pretty boring. Time is so boring. It's like, okay, this will take this amount of time. Like this is like 60 minutes and every minute has 60 seconds in it. And Doesn't change. No. Same thing. Everybody's got Same it. Same thing. They are so factual and boring. The only thing that makes ta- time dramatic is what, Matt? Your thoughts about it. It's your perception about it. It's a <laughs> yeah. story you're telling yeah. about it. All of those thoughts that we just, it's, it's a very juicy story. It's like a very mm-hmm. dramatic soap opera-y story. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing that's making it dramatic are your thoughts. And I know you guys are probably like banging your head against the wall like, I know this, but you don't because (laughs) you keep bringing these things to me like they're facts. I keep bringing these to the Lord like as if they're facts. Mm -hmm. But I think as soon as you put some separation between you 
and this story that you're telling, you look at time and you go, okay, time, what if time was boring? What if I had this amount of time and it took this long for me to learn this thing and it took this long for me to task this thing out and actually do this thing? And that's it. And that's it. And the end. The most boring story ever. (laughs) Yeah. So time has nothing to do with your emotions. That's the other thing. Nothing to do with your emotions. Your fear around it your has nothing to do with it. Okay, I'm just going to let that sink in. I'm going to say it again. Time has nothing to do with your emotions. What is actually causing your emotions, Matt? The thoughts that you're thinking. The story that you're telling. About time. Mm -hmm. Okay. And those words, like you started to get into them as well. And this is something else. Mm -hmm. Be very conscious of this, folks. Like word nerds over here, but words have meaning and they become flesh. All right. So when we start using these words like never or enough or always these these kind of blanket universal terms or these undefined measurement terms like enough. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, just just be aware of when you're using those things because they can go very they're extreme. Yeah. And and, and they can send us down some emotional extremes. Spiral. Right. To to overwhelm to anxiety and to especially fear. They're fear inducing. Yeah. A quick reframe could actually get you out of that spiral. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, so these words, shouldn't or shouldn't, that's another one. Like, that's the whole, like, you judgment. have this judgment, yeah. and, and then it leads to shame of okay. some sort. All right, so some questions that we could ask to kind of jumpstart and get people mm-hmm. more into a, a good stewarding of their time. It, well, I think the first question is, what is enough exactly? Enough time. Yeah. E- exactly what you were saying. Like, just challenge it. Understand what the measurement is how do you start to measure even measure success like if you don't mm-hmm. even know what enough is yeah and the definition for enough i've found it changes over time depending on what tasks that you're talking about military i love the expression slow is smooth smooth is fast right we we want to get out the gate and we want to arrive at fast mm-hmm. but we don't recognize again we're not submitting to the reality of how god has designed the human person to learn slowly methodically really coming to embody what it is that they're learning that takes some time it takes some focus takes some practice but increasing speed over time so if i'm doing something brand new mm-hmm. i'm going to budget more time for that because i know it's just the beginning of the learning curve and there's times where i haven't done that man oh man it just leads to a whole bunch of frustration and a and a lot of anxiety, right? And then a lot of journaling. Yeah. Yeah. This next um, question is, what are the facts and what actually needs to get done? I remember somebody presenting this to me early on in coaching. And it was so helpful, especially with, with one of those, there's so much to do and not enough to do it. And mm-hmm. guys, all of these time thoughts are are around ta- task management. It's mm-hmm. around actually doing tasks. But um, what are the facts when it actually needs to get done? Write down what actually needs to get done. The tasks, like break it up, make it equally as boring <laughs> as time is. And and then dedicate time to that and then look, okay, so I actually just need an hour and a half to get this thing done. And then you put it on your calendar and you do it. I know that's like silly, but like just asking what the facts are takes so much drama out of it. Mm-hmm. I also really like this question. How do I want to feel about time? We know what your mind is like your unmanaged mind is leading you to feel about time. And it's a lot of fear, powerlessness, scarcity, all that. But how do you want to feel about time? You need to have some kind of goal that you're working towards even cognitively. So, and then what would you need to be thinking to feel that way? Mm-hmm. So maybe you just want to be less dramatic about time that's good you can work with that one of the ways to do that is to minimize your dramatic word words use mm-hmm. right like enough always yes. never always never yes just limit those things say like i have this amount of time to do this many tasks that's so much more factual kind of boring and it's kind of boring but boring is better than anxiety induced yes and it's way better than saying i don't have enough time there's never enough time to do all the things yeah right yeah all right cool all right let's talk money oh i have one more question to ask about time just one more question this is no time this is such a good one (laughs) 
what do you need to get done and or what do I need to get done and could I get it all done in half the time? Mm-hmm. I love that question so much because it's not just a, hey, let's like neutralize this and make this super factual. It's a way better high quality question because when your brain goes on that mission to find the answer and you're not allowed to say, I don't know, it's like so fun okay. to try to figure that so out. So you had a saved round. I'm going to have a saved round. The saved round is just one more point. Okay. So yeah. one of the things that I realized over time is when I wanted something to happen instantly and it didn't, but eventually it happened, I got what I wanted. I could look back and I could see 2020 hindsight, right? The ways that God was shaping me mm. in unforeseen ways in the present moment that I didn't see, that God was shaping me to be able to receive that. And I didn't have eyes to see it when I thought I, I needed it at that moment. But the Lord is the Lord just may be doing something unforeseen in you right now. And that's why you're not hitting the result exactly when you want to be hitting it. Amen. Okay. Cool. All right. Good. Money, money, money. Money. Money is also a material resource, just like time. And it's um, boring too. And it is boring. It's math, guys. What makes it not boring? We're going to get into it's that. It's not even paper anymore. It's like an electronic ledger. <laughs> Don't yes. get me started on that. Yes. So what are some traps around money? Um, really similar to time when time traps, but I, I'm, or we are always just making ends meet something like that. It's like, we're just making it. Um, we are losing more money than we are making. This is maybe if you're leading a business or an organization of sorts, Mm -hmm. um, there never seems to be enough money in the bank. There's that enough word again. Um, I or we can't possibly afford anything else. And like we said, some of these might be true. But yeah. like, just notice the words that you're using. Well, just notice the fruits of the words that you're using yes. here too. Like that's the most important thing. It's like you can argue forever that, yeah, but it's true. What are the fruits? Yes. By the fruits, you will know them. Yes. Wait, I didn't even read off the fruits and they're right here. Yeah. So we can go back to them, but yeah, like, but it's it's all the same stuff. Powerless fear, powerless fear, powerless yes. confused fear. Like, they, just what? Be a student of your own experience. Listen to this. Any of those that Aaron just rattled off is like, have I said those before? Well, how, how does it make you feel? You know, I I've I've certainly said like, there's there's not enough, or I focused on you know the P and P and L profit and loss and seeing like what's what's happening here, but um, all that all that in mind. Um, how is it like, what are the fruits that it's causing and springing up in you? Yeah. That's an important piece. Yeah. This final one is money is complicated too. That leads to confusion. Yeah. That leads so, to making money complicated. Yes, it is. It's so powerless fear. I love that you're, that you're saying that. And guys, a lot of these beliefs that even cognitive and intellectually we know aren't useful or true. We hang on to them because they seem useful because yeah. they pretend to be protective and i i want to just say that if you're kind of like on yourself and shaming yourself for not being able to let these go there's a reason why you're not letting these go because they feel protective in some way shape or form yes and the reason why aaron's saying is they pretend to be protective is when you look at you look at the trajectory of the thought Mm -hmm. meaning what's the emotion and then what are the things you do or what are the things that you don't do is 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 the thing that you think you're protecting is then actually being protected. I, I mean, I, I think about even early on in the business, getting really concerned about what was going on, like what my bank account looked like. Mm. And the more I focused on that, the less I focused on actually creating a business that generated value, that generated income, that grew the bank account. And so I was actually creating more of the you know, downward trend yes. than actually moving out of it. So I thought, but I thought it was being protective. Yeah. I thought it was in leading me to like focus on how can we cut costs and, 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 and just shore things up. But it wasn't, it was do, it wasn't doing anything that actually generated income at that point. Mm-hmm. And so I, I thought it was being protective, but it wasn't. It You're was actually, burying it. I was, I was, yeah, none of my gifts were coming forth at that yep. point. There was, again, I was I was definitely more in the mindset of the wicked, lazy servant than I was in the good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And this stuff is, guys, this stuff is not intuitive. We said it in the last podcast. We are inclined to to just slide into the wicked lazy servant. That's what concupiscence does. That's what yes. original sin does. It, it causes us to, to doubt the Lord's goodness, to, to doubt his promises, that he's going to fulfill him, his fidelity. Uh, and and convince us that we gotta we gotta make it on our own. We gotta the only one that is looking out for us is is number one here. You know. Yep. So I I say that to be compassionate, and just know that like I we've been there. I still struggle going there, and it's the struggle is going to continue because the devil doesn't sleep. All right, mm-hmm. we're back there again. The devil doesn't sleep. We're in a world at war, so we have to be vigilant. And make sure that we've got plenty of oil in our lamps here. Mm-hmm. And this is a way that we're, these truths that you're saying to focus on these things, like St. Paul said, these are the things that keep oil in our lamps. Yeah, yeah. C- cling to truth himself Yeah. in these moments. Yes. Yep. Okay. So here are the truths. Um, once again, you can't get any less dramatic than money. Money is math and super boring. And you can ask me because I used to fall asleep in math class. <laughs> Very, very boring. Um, Sorry, accountants. But it doesn't change. It like it also doesn't change. Two plus two will always equal four, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's certitude. Yes, it right. is the epitome of certitude. Yeah. Once again, money has nothing to do with your emotions. What has to do with your emotions? What is creating your emotions? It's your story about money. And all of what we just read off, that's your story, yeah. my friends. Rich dad, poor dad. Yes. Read that book. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what we're saying. Okay. Once again, money is not complicated. It's actually very simple. Two plus two equals four. Mm-hmm. And you know what? We all have calculators too. So if They're you don't know phones. those big big numbers and how to divide whatever, the square root of whatever, um, you have a calculator to figure I, that I out. I learned that on my calculator on my phone, I can just swipe to the left or swipe to the right. And it'll actually, if I typed in the wrong number, I don't have to start over. It'll just delete what That's I just said. Amazing. Blew my mind. All right. Yay. Thank you, Christy Pine, for showing me that. On yes. LinkedIn. Yes. Love my God sister. Okay. Um, most of your fear is, is specifically coming from the words you use. You hit this. Another piece that I think is important here that's an important truth, and again, it grounds us in the, the mindset and the belief system of the good and faithful servant. It's that the money that you have is God's money first. Yes. It's his money first. Same thing with time. Same thing with time. It's God's money first. It's a it's a it's a resource. It's not yours. That's been put in your possession to steward, right? And so, therefore, how it is used mm-hmm. is primarily to benefit the owner, which is God, the master. In this case, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you can't spend anything on yourself, or that you can't invest in making sure that like your your necessities and things are taken care of, yep. or that you you have to be living, or that you have to be living uh, like just hand to mouth mm-hmm. either. Right, but it's God's money first, and there's something. And, and this is, guys, I'm I'm not speaking as a witness on this one yet. This is more <laughs> kind of an intellectual conviction that I'm starting to play with myself, and because I I want to be a good steward of the financial resources that have been given to me. So I'm going to play with that. I invite you to play with that. Just it's God's money first. How does He want to use it? Um, and a very practical way of doing this is, and this is something that we do daily, is we consecrate our business and our finances to the Blessed Mother. And we yeah. say, hey, we're giving, we're giving to you, Mama. All right? Boom. And so those investment decisions, we're consulting the owner of that or who we've given, uh, is, who God's really yeah. passed it on to, the Blessed Mother here. Yeah. I want to take those words that we talked about, losing, I can't even... Um, spending, you know, using these, like moving these words and reframing these words and and reframing them into using the word invest instead. So instead of saying like, I'm spending so much money, it's like, I'm investing so much money. It's the same action, but invest kind of implies some kind of intentionality behind it. Mm -hmm. And and it makes you go, huh, do I want to be investing this? All, All of a sudden, you have power back like all of a sudden you have free will and you can actually choose something it gets you thinking about the return that you're gonna get investments oh you're expecting a return so it's like what are the fruits you're kind of going futuristic Mm -hmm. and it's actually nurturing the um the virtue of foresight Mm -hmm. right foresight is a virtue that's a sub virtue of prudence 
I believe. I think so. On how, you know, the, the ability to kind of predict what will happen based on the things that you do today, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So one of the questions that you can ask is, and, and this is kind of um, addressing that thing that I brought up where it's like we're very, these, these thoughts feel very protective. And it's the question, who or what am I focusing on right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, because the good and faithful servant was focusing on doubling the investment. It's focusing on being obedient and doing what he was told to do. Yeah. And, and his love for and the master. All of these lead you to focus on yourself and fear and lack. Mm. All of those thoughts lead you to act as the lazy and wicked servant. So ask yourself, who or what am I focusing on? Is this pretending to be protective? Okay. Um, uh, let me see. Um, I, I like the same question to ask. I don't need to like repeat myself because we already spoke about this, but how do you want to feel about money? Mm-hmm. And what thought would you need to be thinking about mm-hmm. that? Um, not saying you're going to think it tomorrow, but you could at least have a goal to like start to think through this. And this entire podcast is to reframe your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Is is an, an attempt to start to reframe your picture of what money is. It's not yours. It's from God. And he's giving it to you because he trusts you for some reason, for some crazy reason. He trusts us with resources. Yes. Right. Or he could have just put it in the bank himself. But yeah. he didn't. Or he even to somebody else. Yeah. 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 All right. So um, I, I like this question because I think this is an optimizing question. What has made you money in the past? Like what have you had no problem making money doing in the past? Mm-hmm. And how can you do more of that? <laughs> I think of, I think of uh, the, the Texeras over at yes. WalletWin and the story that they have. They, they've got a great podcast called the Catholic Money Podcast. And they... Uh, they, they, in one of their episodes, they talk all about how they they sold things online and they like paid off all their student loan debt with just like selling stuff from the basement or so finding cool. stuff in dumpsters and just fixing it up and and selling it. I mean, like that was some tremendous focus. I I envy their focus. But like, quite yeah. Frankly. But also know that there there's probably a time where you have made money easily in the past. Mm-hmm. And what were you doing? And how can you do more of that? That is very obvious. Right okay. There. Okay. Let's talk human resources. Let's talk talents. This is our fourth piece mm-hmm. here. Okay. So uh, some traps, some truths, some questions to get us into uh, into that abundance mindset. So traps. The talent that I have, it's not a big deal. Or the talent that I have is not special. Mm-hmm. Or the talent that I have is actually pretty ordinary. All of these things are just... They're, they're inclining us to reject the gift that we have. And when we reject, we don't use it. We bury it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So wicked, lazy servant. Others might reject this talent. Yeah. Leads to fear and shame. Yeah. And, and, and there's a piece here that there's another one of these beliefs that I think is, is tied to this. I am my talent. I am my gift. No, I have it. Yeah. Cause it's later. It, it, right. I know yep. you have it. So like, I just want to couple those together because this fear of rejecting the talent that uh. you're giving to the table is often because you've associated the talent with you and it's the rejection of the talent is a rejection of you and that's what really stings. Mm-hmm. Where if it's just a talent, which again, God has given to you to steward, it's not a rejection of you, mm-hmm. it's a rejection of God and the talent, right? Yes. And it's even that word rejection, it might just be a no thank you. Why do we, have, why do we gotta call that rejection? It's so loaded with all this kind of right, like pain right. and stuff like right. that. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to flaunt this talent. Yeah. That usually leads to hiding and shame, but also like just confusion. Like, what do I do with this? And then guys, you know, it's, it might be rooted in pride. Well, this it's, it's, it's exactly, it's rooted in, it's false humility, humility. When God has given you something and you don't use it because you're afraid of, it's going to be prideful too late. You're being prideful. <laughs> you think that by not using it, you're going to perfect yourself of your pride. That is not how it works. Like that's, that is, you see how that leads to the bootstrapping that's there. So, and, and, and you're, you're separating yourself from God. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't want to get into stories here right now, but like I, that's, that's something that I think is just, is, um, yeah, it's a, it's a common trap. Yep. Right? Yeah, it is. It is. And it looks holy. It's what we call a pretty thought. But it's not yeah. <laughs> it's, from the demons. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. 
I'm the only one on my team with this talent. Also could lead to pride and also like isolation. A Have you ever bit. felt this one? Uh, yes, totally. Mm. Have you? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Or or something like I I can do it better because like which is like another version well, of Well, it. it's yeah, it leads to that that I think it leads to the pride, it leads to self-righteousness. It leads to like I have this gift and now I lord it over you or I shame you for not being as good as this as I am, right? But it yeah. doesn't lead to actually presenting it as a gift. It's yep. something that's just used to I don't like bludgeon people over the head. So mm-hmm. Okay, so some some truths that we can get into with this to get us out of the false humility, the scarcity, the bearing of our talents. Each one of these things cause us to bury our talents here or hoard them, which is another word for burying them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, God wastes nothing. So even if you don't think it's that big of a deal, he's given it to you for a reason. Mm -hmm. And he is the master, right? Like, So if we're looking at it from the steward's standpoint, He's a master, and so there's a reason why he... I, I love reflecting on that scripture where, where we we reflected on it a couple of podcasts ago, but it's the wicked and lazy servant, and we've talked about it like a yeah. million times in this podcast. But I love reflecting on it because I like asking the question like, why did he give this many to this one and this many to this one and this one? And it's really like none of my business, honestly. And it's really none of our business, even the ones that the Lord has given to us. It's just do what he asks you to do with them, which mm-hmm. is to glorify him and optimize them. Yeah. Like give them away. Yeah, and I, I, it's it's none of our business. And folks, some people have greater abilities than other people. Okay? I'm, I'm sorry. Nobody's ever going to be as holy as a blessed mother. Mm-hmm. Like, And if you think that you are, then then you are grasping at something that is not yours to grasp at. It doesn't mean that we can't look to our Blessed Mother or we can look to the saints and aspire to be like them. But aspiring to be like them means becoming who we are, who we are. Who God, like in, in accordance with the abilities that he has given to us and the talents and resources he has given to us to steward. That's it's becoming perfectly you is becoming fully who mm-hmm. God intended you to be, right? Which every single one, the Blessed Mother did that, all the saints did that. That that's every single one of our callings here. But the other one, otherwise, it's going to lead to envy. So I think that's an important truth here mm-hmm. as well. Is that not everybody's going to be an astronaut? Not everybody's going to be Michael Jordan or, or LeBron James out there on, on the basketball court or wherever court you're playing on in life. But you're enough. And you've got, an, you've got a, a purpose, and like St. Paul says, there's no part of the body of Christ that is insignificant. Mm-hmm. E- even though some of the ones he talks about, even some of the ones that, that seem like they're not as important, have a great dignity associated with them. I think of even the story of small one, the donkey, right? Yeah. That nobody wanted anymore, and ends up being the very donkey that, that the Blessed Mother rides on to, mm. to Bethlehem. Beautiful little story. Check it out, folks. Yeah. Get on Prime. Another truth is you cannot give what you haven't first received. So if you are somehow rejecting these talents, you can't give it and you can't, like, it can't, this talent can't actually do the thing it was meant to do, Mm -hmm. right? Um, You are not your talents. We already kind of spoke about that a little bit before, but... Have a healthy distance between you and the gifts that you've been given. The, the whole reason why the Lord is giving you this talent is to have a relationship with you. Like that, I mean, because he knows that you're going to need to cling to him. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, so I, I think that if the relationship becomes center here, then there will be some distinction between you and this talent. And this is another um, truth that kind of addresses this thought but also the other thought where it's like what if i'm flaunting it right but there is a distinction between flaunting and using your gift and it the easiest way to answer that distinction or to to identify that distinction is who is getting the glory where's the spotlight yeah who's getting the glory right you're flaunting it if you're the one getting the glory Mm -hmm. if you're using this gift or using this talent and you're like i'm just really doing what I was told, right? I'm, I'm utilizing this. I'm an unprofitable servant mm-hmm. doing, merely doing what I'm, I'm told. Like that's, that's it. That's the mindset. It's the mindset of the good and faithful servant here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love the, what I'm told because it implies a relationship. It, it, it implies a dialogue. And at least you're asking, 
Lord, tell me what to do with this. And even if you're doing it on a daily basis, that's a beautiful place to be. And I think it's really obedient and docile. And you will share in the master's joy. That's mm-hmm. the promise. That's the beauty of it. Um, so here's some questions to ask. What if you were merely the first recipient of this talent? I love that image that that creates. It's like, no, you're not the ultimate recipient of this talent. This this talent is meant to go out and expand mm. like the kingdom of God. But what if you're just the first recipient of it and your job is to give, your mm-hmm. job is to impart? That's, yep. that's it. Like it. Um, if God wasted nothing is true, why might he have given me this talent? I like that as a form of reflection. Ask him. Ask him in prayer. Lord, mm-hmm. why, did, why did you give this to me? Don't sit on that. Don't indulge in that. But just kind of come at it from a place of curiosity. Well, I like it. In, in our academy is, is, is turning a lot of focus to this and understanding your unique design, the gifts that you have, the contributions that you have, the motivations that you have, and just getting curious about how you can direct those in very practical ways in, in daily life. And yeah. so I, I even like the question of, of how can I, I've got this talent, how can I direct it today? Yes. In a way that brings about great, the greatest glory to God. I mean, that, that, is a, that is a great prayer for starting your day. I also like the question. It's kind of like that, but it's a little bit more s- specific. How can I use this talent 10% more today? <laughs> like just because you don't have to do it 100% more, but like if there's an intentionality of using it more, what would that look like? Yeah. Something as, as a business owner as well. Another question here that I want to throw in here. Is, is when you're managing a, a team, because it's not just your resources that you're stewarding, right? Sometimes you're a leader and you've got other people's talents that have said, yes, we want to bring our talents here and they're laying them at your feet and you want to steward these things well. You may be tempted to ask the question, which harkens back to office space. <laughs> is this good for the company? <laughs> you know, it's like the big... The big slogan that was, yeah. uh, every time you do something, I want you to stop and ask, is this good for the company? And like, I can see that. I, it's important for the, you know, your, your company, there's a mission. People are choosing to yep. be under that mission and serving the clients. But, but I, I think rather a better question to ask is a leader that's responsible for managing t- people and stewarding the talents that they have and that they've chosen to give to this company. I, I'd rather say, look at the person and ask, what can I, what can I, uh, or what can they give and how can we maximize that? What does this person have to give and how can we maximize mm-hmm. their ability to give this in a way that serves the mission? So like, is this good for my team? So, or yeah. Is so this rather good for than, team members? so what's good for the company will lead to a bunch of tasks that need to get mm-hmm. done. And then you just randomly assign people to those tasks, but rather looking at the person saying, what are the gifts that they have? And how can we use those gifts in a way that maximizes their living in their gifts, mm-hmm. but also directs them in a way that serves the mission as well? Now it's not about build, building a bunch of holes and then trying to find, like harvest people to go mm-hmm. fill those holes, but rather it's saying, okay, what is what do we got that we're working with? Starting right now? with the person. Starting with the person. Starting with the talents that they have, mm-hmm. and then asking that question: How can we get them fully engaged? given the talents that they have to getting the job done, that's going to lead to maximizing engagement of your people because people are engaged when they get to do what they do best. Yeah. And they get you're, what you're doing is you're creating an opportunity for them to be a gift, right? And they mm-hmm. stick around. There's something deeply meaningful for that. I want to add one more thing to this because I think this is more of a human resource of, of your team as mm-hmm. well. And it's called a non-talent resource. <laughs> Tell me more. Right. Okay. So if your talents are something that you're naturally good at, um, your non-talent is your your limitations, your weaknesses. Right. And so. Did you just invent that word, non-talent? Yeah, of course I did. Okay. It's, it, it's just like, it's the opposite of a talent, right? Okay. So it's, it. it's your limitation. But a lot of people don't think that this is a resource, but it is. If you have a team of people, it is a resource. And so it comes going. from this thought, I'm bad at that. A lot of people would be like, that is from the pits of hell. It's like, well, maybe they are bad at it. Maybe it is a limitation. Maybe it's true. I suck at proofreading. That, right. And and maybe Terrible. maybe sometimes it goes to that place of shame, but that shame is rooted in pride or that, that like, I should be good at this thing. No, we are created for relationship. We are created in a relationship, by a relationship, for a relationship. And so- what I love about a non-talent resource 
is it actually opens you up to partner with somebody who does have this strength. Mm-hmm. And guys, I don't know if you've ever, if somebody's ever asked you to like lend your strength, something that's really easy for you to do, your talent to them. Like it's such a gift to you if somebody asks you that. Mm-hmm. So you're actually giving your team members gifts by saying, hey, I'm not good at this and I need somebody who is, mm-hmm. right? So you do want to like um, find your lack of talent or your non-talent and then ask yourself who on my team or elsewhere would love to fill this gap, yeah, Aaron, would actually be competent in this. How does it feel when I when I go, hey, hey, babe, I need your ideation on this. Oh my gosh, so glad you asked. <laughs> Whatever, I'll give you a hundred ideas. It's a trap. Okay. <laughs> it is a trap. So, so, so wrapping up, longer episode here, but we're going to put a cap on this this op- this principle of optimizing resources, one of our leadership principles. All right, so we, we've covered just the traps and the truths and some jumpstart questions for how to go into that abundance mindset of the good and faithful servant when it comes to managing your time, managing your money, managing your focus, managing your talents and the talents of your team here. Um, and so we're, we're getting ready. Finally, it's been a long podcast series here, but we're wrapping up. Yeah. We're going to wrap up by the end of the year here yes. as well. Yeah. So our next, uh, thing that we're going to be talking about is just how to create value. Cool. And we were really excited to do that one because we're actually talking about this in the Academy right now. Mm-hmm. So it's very much aligned, but we will see you guys next week. All right. God bless. Hey guys, if you liked what you learned here today, consider joining our academy where you can take all these tools and learn how to apply them to your life. Supremely practical stuff and you get coached along the way in the process. You are not by yourself. We hope to see you in there.